0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. My name is Bella and we're here for another week which is very exciting considering what a huge day today has been. I'm just gonna tell you all guys like I've been applying for a job and I'm at the final stage and I did the final interview today and I will find out over the next seven days whether I get it or not and I was like maybe I shouldn't tell everyone in case like then I have to tell them all that I didn't get it but if I didn't get it then no one's gonna judge me and Maybe that'll make you all feel better for people who are also searching for jobs. Because I feel like it's only ever filled with people getting the jobs. No one talks about the fact that, like, it's actually really hard to get one. It is not as easy as you think it's going to be. The interview was really hard. I'm not going to talk too much about it, but it was hard. But it was such a lovely company and, like, they made it as lovely as they could. It was just, like, a lot of steps. But I'm pleased with how it went. I feel like it was, like, a 6 out of 10. No, more. 8 out of 10. I don't know, you know when you leave it, you leave it and you think it was great, and then as it's like more and more time, you start overthinking more and more and more and more, and so you're kind of like, I don't know how it was, but... I was so early finished and then I came home and I got on the wrong train. So then I literally took me like 45 minutes to get home because I was sat on the train going to going the wrong way for ages. I didn't even notice. And so now I'm kind of running out of time a little bit for today because I'm going to Manchester. I'm excited. I am very excited. I'm going to stay with my boyfriend. And we've got a really nice couple of days planned. I do need to do some uni work, but I'm kind of like... I'm giving myself a little break, you know? I've been stressed the past couple of days. I haven't been sleeping because of this job interview today. Um, So I think tomorrow we're going to, like, a garden party thing. And then I want to go to, like, a rave or something. I feel like I haven't been to one in ages. So that would be really fun. I want to go to one. Um, So we might go to one of the places that he works at. And that would be really fun. And we're going to a house viewing. Not for me. For him. We're not moving in together. I would announce that more if we were. But I feel like it's just gonna be really nice. It's gonna be I'm sad I'm leaving London because I feel like London is in its prime right now. But it is gonna be really nice to have a change of scenery. God, the last week has been busy, guys. It's been really, really busy. The festival though was so good. 10 out of 10 experience would recommend. It was really, really fun. It was kind of like a Bristol version of park life. That's how I would describe it. If you're from the north, then it was like the South's version of park life. I feel like that's what all day festivals are like in university towns. The only issue with them is, is that it's quite a young crowd. So, it is, like, 16, 17, 18-year-olds. In Like, I'm so old, I'm literally 22, 23. But, I feel like it is a different type of crowd. Because also, the songs they play to different crowds does change things. There was a lot of, like, when we went to go see... I can't say her name. Like, Khalees? You know the of like, Millionaire? One of my top ten songs. And, like, the Milkshake song, Her. She did like a medley and it was good, but I don't know. I was like, she just kept, she'd get into a song and then she'd just change and then change and then change and then change. And at one point she was doing Bounce by Calvin Harris. And I was like, no, we're leaving. Anna, we are leaving. So me and my housemate left. And who did we go and see next? I can't remember, but we saw a DJ and I normally really, I just really like techno and house. I'm not that into, D- I actually hate D&B with a passion. It makes me anxious. I remember when we were at Creamfields, I walked into a DB tent and I looked at Louie and I was like, this is giving me anxiety. We have to leave right now. And so we did, obviously. So DB is not for me. And I've never really branched out from techno and house because I just really like those two. But I listened to Garage this weekend and I liked it. I liked it. I was shocked, but I liked it. And so trying to open my, open my eyes a little bit more, Techno and house are the go-to, tech house, dream, but maybe they have garage on the side now, you know, I'm going to another festival, not for ages, there's a festival on my birthday that I really want to go to, but I don't know if I want to go to it because it's a festival, because it's on my birthday, and I need to kind of reason it to myself, because it's quite expensive, it is an expensive festival but it does have a good lineup basically the only i really want to see jada g live really really badly really badly and i can't find her anywhere but she's at this festival and so i want to go i just need to work out how i can afford it i checked my bank account today and i was like oh this is smaller than we expected but that is okay oh if i got a job it'd be excellent i think i am going to get an events type job guys i'm going to do like a gonna do agency work because i need money i need i need a bit like i need like 70 quid more a week no i don't need that much i'll need like 10 quid more a week but i just need more and so i'm gonna do agency work i'm gonna try it with this company called host because then you can just pick and choose your shifts and loads of people i know have done it and like it's not great but it's not bad it just it is what it is like it's not the dream job but it, it works so i'm gonna try and do that i've got a busy couple of weeks coming up and then once they're over well I say I've got a busy couple of weeks. It all depends on whether I go to Columbia or not. And I think this is the most boring conversation to all of my friends because I have nonstop spoken about this for the past two months. I've been like, I am going to Columbia. I'm not, I am, I'm not, I am. But I just don't know. So I'll know in a couple of weeks. I'll know once I get my approval through. In other news, my banana plant has grown a new leaf. No, it's not a banana plant. Maybe it's a banana. Paradise plant? Bird of paradise. There we go. It's grown a new leaf and it is thriving. I think my room was too cold for it in winter, but now I'm looking at it and it's got a massive new leaf on it. It is doing really well. I'm really struggling to get back into work mode, if you can't tell. I'm really I mentally I have finished with university, but I have not finished with university. I've got a dissertation to write. And so I need to no, I've been focusing on this job application. I just need to take a deep breath and realize I'm okay. I'm fine, I will get this work done. The presentation, guys, I did a good presentation. I am proud of myself. I am proud of myself, really proud of myself. The company, try not to say too much about it because I don't want to be disappointed. I will be disappointed if I don't get this though. I've also realised my room looks kind of like a prison at the moment. It's got so messy over the last couple of days. It's been really embarrassing. When I'm stressed, my things just, I get messier and messier and messier because I just can't think about putting anything away it got really bad I had to do a big tidy up when I came home in positive news I've just found my condition to take to Manchester so that has been annoying me but I'm okay I'm in a good headspace I feel very positive I have an assignment due tomorrow but I submitted it last Friday and I've kind of just accepted that it is what it is I think I've exhausted myself so much that I just don't have the brain energy to push myself any further. Like, whatever grade I get with that grade, I'm going to get that grade regardless. I'm not changing it now. I've got a really long train journey, though, and I need to download some data for my dissertation. So I might do that. might do that before I leave. Stupidly, I downloaded data for 2007, and I don't know why, because I'm not looking at that. I'm looking at data 2013 to 2019. So I need to download that before I go, but... I, yeah, like I said, sorry, I feel like I just went on a ramble then of my to-do list, but I am good. I'm a-okay. I feel happy at the moment. I feel like I'm pushing myself out of my comfort zone and I'm making myself do hard things, which I don't like doing. I know I talk a lot about self-growth and pushing yourself and stuff and it is important, but I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy it at all. And so it's been like the power, the presentation, the interview was really intense and it was making me really, really anxious, but I did it. And I'm really proud of myself for doing it. I was listening to a thing today and it was like, every interview you do is one interview closer to your dream job. And I was like, yes, this is it. If I don't get it, I've learned so much thing, so many things about it and that's really important. But anyway, on to the content part of this week's episode because this week we are talking about uh, confidence. I had to have a momentary pause then because I forgot what we were discussing. Confidence. We're discussing confidence because I, I'm confident to you, but I am not a confident person, I've realised. Like, I am, I have no, I have such low self-esteem, and I don't want to be like that anymore. Like, it's really debilitating, and I'm not enjoying it, and I just, I want to be a confident girl, you know? I want to feel, I want to feel really good in my skin, and these, and I want to talk about the different things that I'm going to be doing to make myself get there, because I think it's really important. So, on to the content for this week's podcast. So, today we are talking about confidence because I feel like it's something that not a lot of people, no one wants to say that they're not a confident person, but I am admitting it. Here on You've Got Mail, I am not a confident person and I wish I was. I wish I was one of those people who just didn't care, who was just like, I'm doing me. This is who I am, thriving. No, I'm not like that. I'm a chronic overthinker, guys. Chronic overthinker. I walked out the interview, done so well, everything's fine. Within 30 minutes, I've already overthought all of my answers and thought of better answers that I should do and I've convinced myself I haven't got the job. So, uh, that's not okay. I don't want this mindset to be dominating me for so long and I think it's always been there. I have been an overthinker about everything. I was smelling the, like someone cut their grass earlier and the smell of cut grass gave me, like reminded me of how at school I used to get such bad anxiety when they cut the grass down on the fields because I knew that that meant it was athletic season and I knew that that meant I had to run and, like, I was quite good at running and those races used to give me so much anxiety because I just wasn't confident in myself and I didn't want people to look at me. I didn't want any attention. I didn't want people to kind of... I didn't want to draw attention to myself. And I think... If I think about Instagram, I went through a phase... Like, it's ironic, and I know I post on Instagram, but I don't post on my own personal account ever. And I think it's because I'm not, like, an insanely confident person. You've got mail. I don't feel like I'm posting for myself. I feel like I'm posting for it, and so it's not an embarrassing thing. But if I was to post on my own account, I would be so cringed out. I'd be like, no, I can't. I haven't posted since I went to Bali. Gross, sir. The thought of posting on Instagram, so gross. But I like posting on You've Got Mail because it feels like a diary. Uh, It doesn't feel the same, but it is the same. And I just need to get over myself and stop being a drama queen about it all. But I'm just not a confident person. Like when I meet people, everyone else, and I love meeting new people. This is, right, the irony of all of these things about me not being a confident person is that I love meeting new people when I meet them. I love a social situation when I'm in it. When I'm doing the thing, I'm thriving in it. Interview today, loved it when I was doing it. Beforehand, the nerves that eat me up inside are like nothing I've ever experienced. I feel physically sick. I thought I was gonna throw up on the tube, and that's not okay. And I don't know where this lack of confidence stems from, but it's always been there. Like I remember when I was a kid, like crying going to school. I used to cry, this is embarrassing, fully expose myself now. Year seven, year eight, I cried every single day before school. I didn't want to go I did not want to go I only stopped crying every day maybe in year nine but year seven and year eight I cried every single day because I just didn't want to go and I wasn't bullied like there wasn't anything I just really had such low self-esteem that I didn't want to go ever I just didn't want to draw attention to myself. I used to walk... Oh, God, I'm really exposing myself. I used to walk different routes around school to avoid the older kids because I was so scared of drawing attention to myself from them. Like, the thought of them seeing me gave me so much anxiety that I would walk different routes around school. I would find shortcuts. I would find secret passages. Like, I would not be walking the way everyone else was walking. And that is strange. You know? Why did I do that? Why did I have such little confidence in myself that I didn't think I could walk a certain way? That I didn't think I could apply for a job? That was kind of random, I don't know why I said apply for the job, but do you know what I mean? I never think that I can do the thing that everyone else is doing. I always think someone else is gonna get it. I never think that I'm the right choice, ever. And I never think, right, I'm getting a bit deep now. I've realized that I definitely think that I like people more than people like me, if that makes sense. And this is nothing on the people around me. This is a fully internal thing. Like, this isn't to do with anyone else. It's a me thing. Like, no amount, no matter if you were the most loveliest, kindest, most incredible person around me, it wouldn't matter. You wouldn't change my mind. I would firmly believe that you want to be with me less than I want. Like, I want to be with you more. Like, I value your time more. I wouldn't believe that you valued my time. And I don't know where this, like, massive low self-esteem comes from but it's really debilitating because it dominates every single aspect of my life. Every single part of my life is controlled by me thinking, like, I don't belong, this isn't my place, this isn't where I'm meant to be. And I've been wondering a lot where this came from, where does this stem from? And I don't know if it is to do with the fact that I have ADHD. Like, I was reading some reasons behind why, I'm just going to move and sit back, why, why do people get low self-esteem? And one of them is, like, having academic challenges without support, which makes you feel like you're stupid. And I think... When I think back to school, I used to have to do spelling tests, obviously, like everyone did, but guys, I can't spell. I actually think I'm quite dyslexic because, like, that's another thing with ADHD. Like, you're dyslexic, you're dyspraxic, like, your brain works in a different way. You can't, uh, when I'm reading things on a page, I can't see it. I can't focus on the words. The words move. And I was thinking about this and I was like, when I used to have spelling tests, the anxiety that spelling tests gave me. I used to get them, and the thing is, sometimes I'd get like, and I wouldn't even get horrific values, but they'd need me to get like 10 out of 10, and I'd get like 4 out of 10. And I just couldn't, I cannot picture how a word is meant to look. I can't picture how you're meant to say something. I can't picture how you're meant to spell something. I can't picture a word at all. And so that always used to make me feel really stupid, because I couldn't do it, and I didn't know why I couldn't do it. And it was one of those things that, no matter how hard I worked at, it never improved it never improved I just kept getting it wrong and wrong and wrong and like now I know why it's because although you can work on it my brain is literally different to yours it's not going to do the same things some things are going to be better some things are going to be worse and like that's why it's like great that we are so different but I think that like I wonder if that difference in the way that I do things created such low, low self-esteem within me and the thing is, low self-esteem doesn't just affect your confidence in, like, academic abilities and what you can do. It affects every single aspect of your life. It affects, like, I just watched a video then, and it was, like, dancing. Like, dancing is such a fun thing. And everyone makes, like, it's such a way of, like, expressing joy and making yourself feel great. But because of my low confidence, I just don't like doing it. I don't like any situation that's going to draw attention to me because I'm just scared that people are going to laugh at me. And I really don't know where this has all started, but it's such a limiting belief. Like it is such a limiting belief because by believing that I'm closing myself off to so much joy. And this is why we're talking about it here today, because I'm sick of my anxiety and my overthinking brain dictating the you can't do these things bella because you're not confident and it's all going to go wrong and you need to be really anxious about all of these things because this low self esteem that i have it's not impacting anyone else other than me it's only stopping me from doing things which i am glad about i don't want this to be impacting other people but the thing is it is really impacting me and it's impacted me for all of my life and i finally just want to be able to be like able to hold my head up high i want to be like a confident person sometimes i feel like i am like semi Like, the thought of people leaving me gives me so much anxiety. And I wonder if deep down, I wonder if I'll be okay on my own. Like, I don't know if I will. Because I don't have that inner confidence within myself. And I did have it for a period of time. Like, I do have it in moments. I'm not saying I'm always like this. But recently, I've kind of lost it a little bit. And I want to get it back. I want to feel really, really great on my own. I don't know if it's because I've been spending less and less time on my own. But spending time with other people shouldn't like make your confidence go away should it no I think by spending more time on my own it proved to myself that I am able and I am confident and it made me care less about what other people think whereas now because I'm spending more time with others I think I'm still caring a lot about what other people think I've never really had like a massive friendship group or loads and loads and loads of friends and it's like it's embarrassing to me it's kind of like all new to me a little bit meeting everyone's close friends and finding new friendship groups and everything and so I think sometimes I'm a bit unsure of how to act unsure of what to do and I overthink things a lot of the time but this is why this is this week's podcast episode first off to know that you're not alone if you're not a confident person because no one talks about it because it's embarrassing but I am not a confident person and we're in it together but this is the month where you know I work on that I'm going to fake it till I make it. And this is kind of where this comes in. I've decided to start a new TikTok series called Fake It Till You Make It. Because I am going to fake it till I make it. I'm going to pretend to be the most confident person in the room. And we're going to see how it goes. And I'm going to report back next week. And I'm going to update you all on how my new mindset changes everything for myself. Because confidence is a mindset. And this is what I'm realising. Confidence is just how you feel about yourself. No one knows if you're not confident. You could be faking it, but no one knows you're faking it. And this is why I'm like, why haven't I done this before? Why do I let that little part of my brain that's so anxious rule the roost? Why do I let that dictate how I'm feeling? Let that dictate what I want to do when it doesn't need to? Confidence is purely a mindset of thinking how great you think you are. And I don't know why I think I'm not great. I don't know what it is about myself that I'm like, eh, eh like, ugh. not 10 out of 10, but you know, work in progress. I don't know what it is. But I think a lot of these... I know I spoke about it last week, but a lot of the issues with myself, issues with self-growth is that you constantly have to keep working on yourself and you're a constant work in progress and blah, 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 blah. And I think all of those things, they can help you build yourself up because you identify your flaws, but they can also break you a bit down because they make you think that you're broken. They make you think that you need fixing. Sometimes I think the best way to focus on your self-growth is just to think like, I'm sick, like I am an incredible person. And that's what I want to do for the next week. So every single day I'm going to be waking up and I'm going to do affirmations. We can do them together. These are the affirmations I'm going to do. I'm fully making these up on the spot. I'm going to look in the mirror and I'm going to be like, I am a really great person. I'm a confident person. I deserve to be here just as much as anyone else does. I deserve to take up space. I'm thriving. I'm loved. I'm kind. And I'm free. I can do anything I put my heart to. These are going to be my affirmations. I'm going to say them every single day, every day. And I'm going to look at myself in the mirror and I'm going to think, you are incredible. Every time I see myself, that's the words that have to go through my brain. Even if I look like the roughest I've ever looked, you look incredible. You are thriving. I'm going to become a cheerleader for myself. And it's going to be cringy. I'm well aware it's going to be cringe. But I need a bit of cringe in my life at the moment, guys, okay? Because this little cheerleader is not doing very well. I'm just not confident with myself. I wear clothes. I was like, I never feel, like, great in clothes. Like, I never feel, like, hot, ever. I feel pretty sometimes, but I never feel, like, sexy or anything like that, ever, ever. I never see myself in that type of light. And I think it's because to be pretty, you don't have to be confident, but to be, like, sexy, you have to be confident, and I don't feel like I have that confidence. And that's why it's something that I want to work on, because I feel like... It's part of becoming someone. It's part of, like, becoming an adult is owning, like, your sexuality and feeling great about yourself and looking at yourself and being like, you are sick. And I want to do that as I'm getting older, you know? I want to have a hot girl summer, but I'm not going to be able to have a hot girl summer if I'm not confident. By the way, I don't mean, like, getting with people. I just mean, like, a confident summer. Because that, to me, is hot. Like, people, I think this is the thing. Confidence is attractive. And I know confidence is attractive because some of the people that I find like the best people, it's because of their confidence. Because when someone is confident, you feel like you're getting to see the best version of them. You realise that they're not ashamed of who they are and you realise you, like, and why should they? And I think that's a really admirable quality. And it's something that I don't have, but I want to have uh, really badly, which is why this next week we're doing it all together. Because you might be the most confident person in the entire room, but you can be more confident. I want to have that subtle, quiet confidence where you know you should be there and you know why you should be there and you feel good about being there because at the moment, I just don't feel that. I don't feel like I belong and I really want to. And so the ways we are working on this are, as I said, affirmations. We're doing them every single day, guys. Every single day, I'm going to get dressed. Sounds a silly thing, but you know, it's been going downhill recently because I've had a lot of stress things on, but not anymore. Not anymore i'm gonna get dressed every single day and i'm gonna feel really good about it i'm gonna feel good in myself i'm gonna feel good in my mind and good in my body i've been feeling better in my body recently and i think that's just slowly acceptance i was doing that thing where you look at yourself in the mirror naked for two minutes i've been doing it like unintentionally but i've got a new mirror in my room so when i'm getting changed like i see my body more if that makes sense and slowly but surely i'm like no you know what i really like my body And I think maybe confidence comes to an exposure to yourself that you haven't seen before. An exposure to your true self and realising that you're not that bad. Realising that you're actually pretty great and that you deserve to be celebrated. And so I'm trying to do things that kind of get me more in touch with that true version of myself. I haven't been journaling for the past week. Like, being honest, guys, I haven't journaled for seven days. I don't really have a reason or an excuse I just have been very busy and I just haven't wanted to. And whenever I don't want to do something, I don't make myself... Unless I really, really want to, unless I'm, like, trying to strike... Like, when I was doing the marathon training, I did not want to fucking run that. But I made myself go for a run because I was like, I have to. But I don't have to with the journaling and it's okay to have a break. And this is why I'm not, like, I'm going to start again today and that's fine. But I think this is where the confidence comes from. I need to expose myself to the true version of myself... And how am I going to do this journaling, spending more time on my own meditating? I'm going to try and doing that. I'm going to try everything because I just need to fake it in every single situation. I'm going to embody an alter ego. I don't know what my alter ego is called, but I'm going to embody her, and she is going to be in she's going to be the most confident person in the room. She's not going to care what people think. she's going to be bold. Do you know what it is? and I think this has really got in my head. Everyone just describes me as lovely. And I feel like it's a bit of a boring word, lovely. It's a bit of like, a, and I don't know why I'm insulted by it, but I am insulted by it. Like I don't just wanna be lovely. Like I wanna be like bold and fiery and like funny and all these other things. I don't just wanna be lovely. It's like, she's nice. She's lovely. Like, you know, I want more passion behind myself. But, and I think the only way that I can get that is through being more confident is through not being as embarrassed things. I constantly overthink everyone else's opinion of myself and there's literally no need because no one else matters. You're literally in this world on your own. No one else matters. And so I will report back next week, guys, on my confidence experiment and I want you to do it too. So every time we're seeing ourselves in the mirror, we're saying, you're incredible. We're doing those affirmations every single day. We are journaling, we are meditating and I'm making a conscious effort in my mind to guide myself towards the thoughts which make me feel more confident. It's about to be a glow up season. But anyway, onto the questions for this week's podcast. Guys, I've done it again. I've worn the Dot Martin sandals, and my feet hate me, and they are not enjoying my life. And I regret, I regret it. You know, I thought they looked cute with my outfit, and they do look cute with my outfit, and this is the issue, but they're just so painful. But anyway, onto the questions for this week's podcast. Let's see what you guys said. Okay. How do I budget? Oh, this is an interesting one. How do I budget? So at uni, I used to use this thing. I feel like I've always been quite good with budgeting. The thing that's really helped me is just being like, oh, this sounds really stupid, but just being very aware of my finances. So create knowing how much money I have for that month how many weeks I need it to last for how many days I need it to last for and dividing it by that and just making sure like breaking it down into a weekly thing and making sure I don't spend over that amount each week that's been really helpful for me I think my biggest I used to use this thing called I can't remember what it was called but you used to like you had to enter every time I spent something and it was just like a pot that added up money at the end um but now I just use Monzo Monzo's been really good and I kind of have my main bank account with my money in and I just transfer in each week um how much I can spend and that's stopped me going over budget and that's been that's been a helpful thing that I've started doing um but I think budgeting I think it's just practice I think you as you get older, you start to realize what you can afford and what you can't afford and how you can spend your money better and I think that's been helpful oh okay next one I'm having trouble getting out of a rut I have no driving push but motivation I have no driving push but motivation any advice okay this is kind of linked to the next one which says how can I get out of your comfort zone I think I've been feeling a bit like this, to be honest, guys. Like, I haven't really been feeling. I just haven't felt like on top of everything because, like, uni's been so intense. I've just felt kind of overwhelmed with doing uni work at the moment, which is kind of meant that everything else has kind of fallen by the wayside a little bit. I haven't really been journaling, haven't gone to the gym, like, haven't been running. And I think. Sometimes you do need a big wake-up call, but often, like, you can't really control when that big wake-up call happens. So I think it's just starting to make smaller changes every single day. Making yourself, like, cook yourself a nice meal with, like, proper ingredients. I think one of the things that's first to go for me is, like, the effort that I put into my meals. And as soon as I start putting more effort into my meals, I'm like, okay, now this is good. Making myself go to bed on time. Sometimes you're not going to be able to have the motivation to do the biggest change of your life. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's not always going to work. But incorporating smaller changes is a really good way to edge closer to that end goal where you want to be. So start going to bed earlier. Make nice food for yourself. Make yourself walk a bit of the way home if you want to get exercise into your routine. Like, find easy ways, easy changes you can make to make your life a bit more, like... I don't really know, like feeling like out of a rut whatever you define you're kind of like i'm just thinking about my life here but whatever you're out of rut like thriving life looks like making changes to make it more look like that like personally for me it's when i'm eating good it's when i'm exercising it's when i'm like pushing myself to apply for new things it's when i'm pushing myself out of my comfort zone and a lot of those types of things involve setting your brain up for success and these types of things help me set my brain up for success and I think with pushing yourself out of your comfort zone when you are doing these things that set you up for success when you're making sure you're getting enough sleep you're eating well you feel more confident and this again links to this podcast episode about how we are now trying to be more confident because it's a new week guys okay and I've, I've got some feedback on it and it's, it's going well so far but Doing these things makes you feel more confident. And then I think it's easier to push yourself out of your comfort zone. Also, kind of linking more on the pushing yourself out of your comfort zone question. I think with that, it's making yourself... It's reali- it, it's starting to agree to plans that you don't always want to do and that aren't always the easy option. But realising you can always leave whenever you want to leave. The best way when I push myself out of my comfort zone is by doing something that I know I can leave at any time. I can find it kind of intimidating if I'm doing something that I'm not entirely sure I want to do and I can't leave like that's not I don't love doing that because then I spend the entire time thinking about how I'm going to get home which is really silly so I think the best way to push yourself out of your comfort zone is to choose something that you don't have to fully commit to if that makes sense because then if you know you have that get of jail free card you can literally leave at any time I feel like it's less intimidating maybe that's just me maybe that's not a general thing but that's been something that's really helped me Okay, next question. Any tips on detaching? Hmm. I think my tips on detaching, it depends what you want to detach from. I think the best way that I detach from things, like I'm thinking I have the outcome of the job and I'll know that soon. I'm kind of trying to detach from that and not worry, zooming out is realising how big the world is, is realising how many incredible things the world has in it, is realising that the world is not just about the thing that you're focusing on. And that helps me detach because once I zoom out, I start valuing other things of equal importance. I start thinking about other things and the value that they bring to my life and then that makes me detach a bit more, if that makes sense. I think I stop focusing so much on the outcome when I'm like, we just need to exist. I'm just here to exist. I've also been thinking a lot recently about how my day-to-day, like... We always try and live for these end goals. Like I'm living for the day when I've got my master's, when I've got the dream job, blah, 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 blah. But right now is the only thing I have. Right now I'm actually living. And if I'm constantly living in the future, if I'm constantly living in the want of all of these different goals, then I'm not really living. Because you're always living two steps ahead. The future is always better. The grass is always greener. And you're not really able to appreciate the lovely time that you're having now. And I think that helps me... Once I started realising this, that's helped me to detach from things and kind of leave things as they are because I started to realise that this is the only thing we have. Like, this current moment is the only moment that you can control. It's the only moment where you have any say on. And so trying to focus on that and be more present has been something that's helped me, I think, detach in in a weird way. Because I think the thing with detaching is you think you're connected to something... And you try and form that connection, but you're not, you know? Like, you can't actually control it. You become so attached to everything around you that you lose your, like, anchor in the moment. You stop being anchored in the present moment. And I think I think that's why it's dangerous and that's why it's hard and that's why it can be so disruptive. And so my tips on detaching would be to anchor yourself in the present moment. That's what's been what's really helped me. The next one, also, I'm aware how gross my voice is right now. It's just not being a nice voice. Like, I'm just... I think I'm run down. I'm always run down, but I think I am run down this time. And you can hear it in my voice, which is not nice. But anyway, where do you like to shop for clothes? What does this one say? Where do you do? You, where is your favorite place to shop for clothes? Ooh, hmm. I love charity shops. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I know it's a really annoying answer. But I shop like most of my clothes are from charity shops. Um, charity shops, I don't really shop online. Zara, I know it's like fast fashion and everything, but I can't afford not to. Like sustainable fashion can be really expensive and I fully support it if you can afford it, but the reality is I can't all the time. And so I'd rather spend money and just rewear the piece of clothing often. So I buy a lot of my stuff from charity shops. Zara always has really good stuff. Um, and oh, well, TK Maxx, guys. But I feel like they're the most annoying 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 answers because tk max and charity shots like you just get lucky sometimes you just get really really lucky I think the thing that's helped me bring like create a wardrobe is buying more staple pieces so I have this like white denim skirt and it's just like a staple piece I have bought a lot of staple pieces and I just rewear them constantly so like my skirt collection now it's great and I love it but it's because i really like I've bought pieces that have lasted me ages. My clothes, have I have clothes from like four or five years ago and I still wear them. And I think that's why, I think that's what's always been on my mind. I never just buy something for a specific, well, I say that. There's obviously been times where I needed a specific outfit for it, but whenever I'm buying something, I really try and buy something that I can imagine myself wearing again and that has, like, different levels to it that I could dress it up, dress it down, I could try and think long-term. And I think that's helped me create a really good wardrobe, like, I don't have a great wardrobe, but do you know what I mean, like, having those things, thinking more long-term about the clothes that I'm buying has helped me create a wardrobe together, because then you're not constantly changing everything around, if that makes sense, but anyway, let's go on to the anonymous questions, we'll just do a couple, because I realise, I realise I've been talking for a while, okay have you ever watched harry potter anna is this you because if this is you this is funny me and my housemate are currently binge watching them we have we're on deathly hallows part one and i nearly watched it last night without her but i didn't so that's the main thing um but yes yes i do have i've watched them all i've read them all in year five And then watched them all, my family. And now I just feel like... I feel like if you're British and you haven't watched them... And and there's just something... Something a little bit wrong with you there. Apart from my housemate hasn't watched them. Major, major judgement for that. Okay, next question. Do you have trust issues? Mmm. I don't think so. No. I, mm, I find it hard to trust people. But I don't. I wouldn't go as far to say, like I have trust issues. I just find it hard to trust people sometimes. I find it scary. Like it's scary putting yourself on edge. Like you don't know how the person's going to respond. You don't know that everything's going to be okay, and that can be really intimidating. I wouldn't so go as far to say, as like I have trust issues, because I think I can be quite a trusting person. I think that's one of my flaws, though. I can trust people for too long, and then that's that's not good either that's a not, no, you know, like if you overly trust someone, then it can put you in some really tricky situations, but you know, I don't think I have trust issues, maybe at a point, but I think as you get older, you start to work through these things, and I think I've now, like the things that would have made me feel trust issues beforehand, I've really worked through, and now I'm so happy in my current relationship, and I'm in such like a secure position with it, and I feel so like, loved that I think that's got rid of them for me, that's made me, I think the trust issues come when you don't surround yourself with people you love, but because I've really taken the time to surround myself with people that I love, I don't really feel like I have them anymore, I might if like, it might change if I was surrounding myself with different people, but as of right now, I think I'm good, okay, let's do the last one, um, I just clicked on that one. The thing I hate about I'm not going to lie is that you can't see the questions, but you have to tap over them all the time. Okay, well, let's pick this one. Oh, I haven't seen you in forever. I miss you. I miss you too. But I don't know who you are, which is really annoying. But I hope that we see each other soon. Maybe I'll end on that one. I hope we all see each other soon. I'm really trying to plan a meetup type thing. I don't know where and I don't know when. When? Um, I don't know where and I don't know when but I'm thinking I'm thinking it could be it would be fun like a little picnic thing like a little mm, that would be lovely I would love that I love picnics and we could all bring books and we could all chat about it and we could talk about podcast things and you could all update me on your lives so I wouldn't have to just give you all a life update because you know I feel like this needs to be more of a two-way conversation but I'm trying to think about how I could make it work I just need to get through this next couple of days I need to get a job. And then I'm going to start planning meetups. I'm just like, what if no one wants to come? That's my issue. Maybe I'll just go then. Maybe I'll just go plan myself a picnic date and anyone can join. But if no one joins and it just looks like a solo self-care thing, you know? Okay, final thing. I miss you and then insert name. Hmm. I was going to say... Hmm who do I miss I miss many people hmm. I wish me and my best friends saw each other more like I feel like life is so busy and so hectic at the moment but I do wish we saw each other more so maybe I miss you Maya maybe that would be maybe that would be my one but anyway on to the new things I've done this week So the new things I've done this week, apart from tearing my feet to shreds, absolutely hating my sandals and getting... I got quite drunk on Friday, I can't lie. I know I wasn't meant to be drinking. That went downhill rapidly, rapidly. But other new things that I've done this week that I am proud of myself for doing. I finished my book. It was called Summer People. Mm, wouldn't recommend it, guys. It was okay. It was by Julie Cohen. And... I don't know, it was just a bit of a boring storyline, like it was interesting, but also nothing really happened in it, so it wasn't interesting, so I don't know how I'd feel, like I don't know if I would recommend it. I think there are better books out there. I've just started another book by Hans Rosling, you know, he wrote Factfulness and it was brilliant, and so I'm reading his other book now, but I need to get another fiction book. I'm getting back into reading, which is really nice, Um, so I've been enjoying that and trying to make more time for myself doing that. Other new things I've done this week, I've kind of just been having a break from everything because, like I said, sometimes the best thing for your mental health is just to stop treating yourself like you need to constantly be working and doing things on it and just start existing. i have just been letting myself exist a bit. I had that massive job interview and I haven't been able to focus on anything else since. It was all I could focus about and it was making me so anxious and so overwhelmed. But one of the other new things I've been doing this week is I've started watching Firefly Lane. Okay, no judgment, please. Um, I'm just going to move the bed. Um, I've started watching Firefly Lane and I've never watched it before and I am obsessed. I've already watched season one. It's so good. If you guys haven't watched it yet, you should watch it. It's got a really good storyline, really good plot and it's not too long either. It's like eight, ten episodes and each episode's like an hour long. So really I have watched ten hours of telly. Fine. No regrets. I watched it back to back on The Coach and... It was a great life choice. So, if you are looking for a new series to start that's not too long, I would recommend watching that. Other new things I've done this week i've just had been a cute time at the moment i need to realize that i'm not actually on a break right now but it feels like i am i've just been just been enjoying myself went to a lovely park today we went for a picnic and it was just really nice i woke up quite hungover and went to mini tescos and spent 20 pounds in mini tescos on making the best fry up of my life had tomatoes beans hash no there was no hash brown so i had smiley faces instead sausages toast which i actually didn't eat eggs which i again didn't eat really it was quite wasteful louis ate it so it didn't go in the bin but you know it was delicious i got juice i got Lucozade. mm, and now we're gonna make butter chicken and i'm really excited i feel like I just want to eat every single thing in my path. I had a plain cheese sandwich and that's maybe a new thing I've done this week and it was absolutely disgusting. Would not recommend zero out of ten. Whoever's buying that, what's wrong with you? It was disgusting absolutely horrible but anyway I should let you guys go on with your day thank you for listening and make sure you're following me on Instagram and on TikTok at you've got mail underscore pod and please underscore pod sorry and please if possible can you share the podcast with one person because we are really close to I think 4,000 listeners and I would love to reach there bye you know maybe give us four weeks that would be very exciting I love you I hope you're having a great day and I'll speak to you again next week bye